Hi guys, this is Mike Sass from Gen Con 2016. I'm an artist for Hearthstone, Bioware, and Magic, and you're listening to Seven Land Hand. It's Seven Land Hand! <laughs> Brought to you by Good Games. Today we have more ginger tones and sunglasses than a David Caruso montage as we stare directly into Codenames, a box with more secret agents than Colonel Sanders, a game by CGE, which, if you drop the E, makes everything CG, and that's exactly like Friday Night at a Rave. Uh, where agents like to dance. <clears throat> that works, doesn't it? Doesn't work. Oh, well, pushing on. <laughs> this is Seven Land Hand. Codenames is a press your luck collaborative board game from CGE. It was released in 2015 and was designed by mathematical madman Vlada Shavatil. Pronunciation guide later, I hope. It's a game for two to eight players with incredibly white collars and cuffs and usually takes about 15 minutes to play. It won the 2016 Spiel des Jahres and has been... Yeah, I know. <laughs> thanks, thanks to the guys at Spiel des Jahres for pronunciation guide there. Uh, and it's been published in over 24 languages, none of which were Welsh. The game's elevator pitch reads as follows. Two rival spymasters know the secret identities of 25 agents. Their teammates know the agents only by their code names. Compete to see who can make contact with all of their agents first. Spymasters give one-word clues that can point to multiple words on the board. Their teammates try to guess words of the right colour while avoiding those that belong to the opposing team. And everybody wants to avoid the assassin. One disclaimer before we proceed, Vlada Shavatel is not actually a madman. However, he once performed the entire soundtrack to Space Alert backwards at the Prague State Opera House. <laughs> but what does it all mean to gamers? Here to charm the socks off Money Penny are Seven Land Hands' very own Spy Kids, Matt. That's the second biggest board game I've ever seen, Mikhail. I, um, I, I'm, that may or may not be true. I might not have said that. Agent 66. And Jamie, shaken not stirred, Lawrence. Shocking, David. <laughs> Bit of a flashback to the, uh, the Shirley Temple there as well. We're not letting that one go lightly. The Sean Connery, not the Shirley Temple. <laughs> Sean. All right, uh, you passed security, gents. Now tell us what you've been up to. What's the? Uh, oh, but give us a chance to escape before the end, okay? Uh, All right, what, so let me yeah. start. Yeah. All right, you know how we have those really great openings at the start of the show where some famous person comes and tells us, hey, it's Sevenland Hand. Famous person. Oh, well. Go on. One of the people who do, does that is Chris Lackey who's on the HP Lovecraft Literary Podcast. Yeah. And I discovered recently that he's made a bunch of short films based on Lovecraft, uh, all of which are comedy. Oh, oh there goes down. Jamie. <laughs> okay, we'll have to call <laughs> Jamie got, back. If we talk about, this, talk about Cthulhu, I think he got uh, swallowed up there. Yeah, he got, he got weak and geeked to death. Well, we'll see if we can, we can bring Jamie back to life. Man, I wanted to hear about that Chris Lackey stuff as well. What do you got? You got something to keep us... I wonder if he's talking about... Uh, well, we'll find out when he's back. Um, I've been on Netflix a lot. Now, you'll be pleased to know that I've dropped Lost yeah! temporarily. Good stuff. Again. That, that is the correct choice. <laughs> Only yeah. temporarily again. Yeah. But what I've picked it up with, what I've replaced it with, rather, is a little bit of animation at the moment. And that's um, uh, Sword Art Online. And I'm freaking loving it. It's... I'm not a huge animation guy, but uh, I can't get enough of this. I've pretty much watched what is it called? Sword, Sword Art Online. Sword Art. Yeah, yeah. Online. It, it, the premise is all these players are 
all these people join an MMORPG yeah. and they find out there's in a weird twist of fate that they've been locked into this game and can't exit it. The only way to exit is if your character dies. But if your character dies in the game, yeah. you actually die in real life. Ooh. So it's a, it's a thriller. Uh, well, it's not really a thriller, but it's... Sounds very next-gen console where you actually get to, they get it to kill really you. It really does. PlayStation it's 5, it's you where can we're die. Heading. It reminded me instantly of the movie Gamers. Uh, the uh, Gerard Butler, gamer, Gerard Butler movie where yeah. he's uh, playing a, sol- a soldier fighting in an arena sort of setup where he's being controlled by uh, some rich twat on the outside of the, <laughs> right, of yeah. the game okay. as, a, as a player. And this whole, there's a whole economy revolving around people uh, selling themselves okay. to act as uh, the puppets of, of operators, if you like. Is it worth watching? Doesn't sound like it. It's actually like quite it. good. No, no, no. Oh. It's, it's actually quite good. This is coming from the man who watched Lost for way too long. <laughs> I still haven't huh. been finished with it. But that's the first thing. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I can hear some uh, lolly rappers scrunching back over in Hurstville now. So yeah, Manny was back. Yeah. yeah, Skype crashed, but I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing I was watching, uh, so Sword Art Online is the, is the thing I've just, I've watched uh, easily uh, 15 episodes back to back. Um, without breaking a sweat. And the other one is uh, the re-implementation of Voltron. Now, yeah, I was really a good. huge fan of the original Voltron series, the lions and then the cars, uh, the vehicles. And yeah. uh, they've brought back the lions one, thankfully, because I think that was the better one. And I, I'm really loving it. It's got all of that uh, campy humour that the original had. Uh, they've updated it with, uh, the, with the current... Um, is this why you're dressed animation. like a Power Ranger tonight? Because you're trying to. I, I am a... actually wearing my Voltron shirt. I've been watching it too with my son. That's great. But one of the great things about this is there's an, a very unexpected character uh, who is played by Reese Darby, who you'd know as the uh, New Zealand guy from uh, Flight of the Concords. Uh, oh, one, one of those yes guys. Man. Yeah, curly, yeah. curly hair He's with the comedian. glasses? Or the, uh, the other no, guy? No, you think of Jermaine or... Uh, the other the guy. guy. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> no, this is the one. Um, uh, Jamie, do you know who I'm talking about? Reese Darby? Yeah, I know of him, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, he's a New Zealand comedian. Um, funny as hell. And he, he uh, is the voice of one of the characters. And it's just... You can tell it's Reese because his, his accent is just so... New uh, Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah. Yep. And uh, he brings a lot of comedy into that role, which is... Uh, I'm glad... It seems like they've given him the license to create, the, make the character his own, which is terrific. So they're, they're my Netflix things at the moment. I have not watched anything else beside those two things. Cool. Well, I'm glad to hear you've got rid of Lost. I'd be even <laughs> happier to hear more about the, uh, the Lovecraft uh, movies that... Um, yeah, Jamie what was, was happening about. there? Chris Lackey. Okay, yeah, so before Skype so rudely cut me off. Yeah, we are... So at I'd the top like of the podcast, we yeah. sometimes have the H.P. Lovecraft Literary Podcast people yeah. introducing us, Chris Lackey and uh, Chad Pfeiffer. <laughs> so Chris Lackey's done a bunch of short comedy films based on Lovecraft's work, and they're all on YouTube, and I've been watching them, and they're fantastic. All right, how do we... What's his channel? Uh, it's on Greg Johnston's channel, Uh but the pro- probably the easiest way to find them is to search for Pickman's Guest, ah. which is a short about an art critic uh, being shown the works of Richard Upton Pickman, oh, who uh, is famously in Lovecraft, a painter who paints things that drive you mad. Very cool. 
I, I, yeah, really, I, really funny stuff. Hey, I want to point out to listeners, we are having a massive storm here around the pod, so it's yeah. a bit like uh, pirate radio from the North Sea <laughs> in just, you know, the late 60s or whenever it was. Who sank the boat? Or, yeah, and I don't want to put my, any money on that it was in the late 60s. <laughs> Could have been 40s. 50s, 60s. Isn't no, it I think you're right. No, no, they rocked. Was it the boat that rocked? Yeah. With uh, Reciffins. Yeah. And, and oh, 60s. Crew. Yeah, 60s. Oh, ah, yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Um, so I apologize for any kind of extra noise. But um, yeah, that, sound, that sounds cool for the. Anything that like uh, Chris Lackey or Chad Pfeiffer do is just, is just gold. They're really lovely guys and a uh, regular yeah. solid product. Um, my, uh, I've got a few things here now. I was looking ahead at the new games that are going to get released in September. And I'm. I'm uh, I think in September is going to be pretty red hot. So I've got a couple of titles here. I thought I'd run them by you, get your response to them before they land, right? The first one, I mean, there's a truckload of games coming out. The first one I've picked is a surprise to myself because I hate a rebadging. I hate it when they put Cthulhu on something. Yeah. I hate it when they take another game and they just rebadge it, you know, with a license. However, Cluedo Game of Thrones has caught my attention. What do you think, Matt? That's... Um Look, I, I like Game of Thrones. Yes. I don't necessarily think a lot of Cluedo. Oh, don't you have any I mean, nostalgia I I, for Cluedo look, as a child? I haven't played it for years. Yeah. Um, it might not stand up these days, I don't know, but I used to love that game. If Surely it's got to be... Well, the game Cluedo was already pretty murdery. Yeah. And uh, Game of Thrones is the murdery, murdery yeah. show on TV at the moment. Who did it? So, what with? Where? <laughs> Everyone's murdered. It seems perfect. Case, but it's always the same, though, isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, uh, a Lannister did it in plain sight with no, no. In Maybe the there's some revenge happening. I think in this. <laughs> what do you reckon? What do you reckon, Jamie? Sword. Cluedo, Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, see, I love Cluedo. Yeah. But Game of Thrones is the it's, <laughs> it's the Cthulhu to me. Like yeah. I don't want to see that game on that title on anything anymore. Yeah, I th- I'm the same. But I mean, you you're not a big fan of Pandemic and the Cthulhu rebadging's a bit distasteful. But, but uh, Pandemic Cthulhu seems to look like it's a really good match. I'm more interested in that than I am in any other any other Pandemic. Yeah. yeah. All I, right. Look, I don't get the Cthulhu hate. I love when they put Cthulhu on anything. <laughs> Do I don't you? care if it's. I don't care if it's bad. It's All right. not going to stay, you know? <laughs> well, after this podcast, we'll get Kim Bree back on the phone and I'll talk to him about Cthulhu Monstrous again. That's... Oh, I am so fighting to get that happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This, one, this next one's absolutely huge. The more I read about this, and I've got a second printout, should we get into the further discussion. Seems huger and huger every time. Mansions of Madness, second edition. Now, before you jump in and say anything, yeah. what was the bad thing about Mansions of Madness for one person in particular? You had to be the, I don't know what the role was, like the, it. the keeper player. Haven't you yeah. played I it? I love no, being I the keeper it. player, but, but yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. Some but people don't. Yeah, but you kind of miss out on the collaborative thing. And So now they've got Mansions of Madness, but there's an app coming out with it. All right? Ah. So that takes the role, XCOM style, yep. and it paces the game. It even controls how the map unfolds on the table. So you don't even know what shape it is, I don't think, on the table in front of you. What? It just tells you, all right, you've unlocked this area. Get this uh, part of the the board out, you know, like the dungeon, yeah. dungeon crawler piece tiles, and you put that out then. Uh, it comes also comes with a conversion kit, which allows you to use all the pieces from the first edge, should you own that. Yeah. And you can use the app then, and it, I think it probably just levels up some of the cards to make it all balanced again. Yeah, Mansions of Madness rocks. Such yeah. a good game. I have memory. I have a, a thought that uh, Descent have actually done that before as well, didn't they? I think Descent brought out a create your own scenario sort of app thing companion app i, I think 
Yeah. Might be, yeah. Okay. No, I'm, I'm really excited about this because it could yeah. be exactly what I'm looking for because the preventative... I've got Mansions of Madness. I don't think I've played my copy. It's one of those games I went and bought it and I haven't played it. Oh, okay. I have well, played that, the game. That's a tragedy. I have played it several times, the game, but, you know, with other people, other people's copies and that sort of stuff. And I thought, yeah, I love that game. I'm having it. I'm thinking Halloween. Yeah, let's do it. Jamie, well, you in? You just got to fly yeah, over sure. here? All yeah, right, he's, he's coming over here soon. Uh, <laughs> uh, what have I got next? Was that, was that it for that? Yeah, there was uh, uh, some frequently asked questions on Manchester Madness. We're going to leave that. All right, here we go. A little bit of a change of flavour. Matt, yeah. the end of the world, revolt of the machines. RPG. I know. This, I'm, this I'm series. I'm looking forward to this. It's cool, right? And I love it. I don't care that the books are all... You know, it's the same game, re, um, told four different ways, but it's the flavour of each of those books. They're yeah. all different. They all give you different scenarios. They all give you different uh, takes on the uh, and from all the different types, all the different tropes. So what do we got? So, Revolt you know, of the Machines, Alien Invasion, Wrath of the Gods, Zombie Apocalypse, Zombie Apocalypse. Yeah. Fantastic, hey. So we've got, Very cool. Yeah, and and Matt, just for Cannington listeners, Matt's going to be running. Uh, Alien Invasion yep. in September. Just a three-week quick-fire yep, RPG, so get in on that. But, uh, yeah, great se- series. We played uh, Zombie Apocalypse. Yeah, while, that's we? right. We did it on the... Uh, recorded it. But, yeah. um, no, on Alien Invasion, it's going to be three weeks, like you said, Wednesday night, and you'll have to sign up in-store at Cannington. Yeah, give them a call. Get on board. All right, X-Wing Wave 9. Boom. That's, like, going crazy, right? I saw that at Gen Con, actually. There was a whole bunch of uh, new ships. I looked at them. Mm. I don't play the game. Felt like, do I take some of those back? Press them my friends. <laughs> but I, I chose not to. Uh, so, yeah, look out for that. X-Wing well, you Wave could have always... Hang on. Did you bring yeah. me a present back from Gen Con? Uh, we'll talk about that later, Matt. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> X-Wing ships look great, don't they? Yeah, I know they, they do. Yeah. I've got a uh, TIE fighter being... Ch- no, a TIE fighter chasing an X-Wing on my desk at work. Yeah. And, uh, and I found a half-broken Slave 1, that's Boba Fett's ship, uh, and fixed it up, glued it back together, and he's joined them now. I so. feel sad that I, I'm always telling my, my eldest Cameron, he looks at them and he goes, oh, Dad, can I get the spaceship? Are all your can kids called Cameron? And it's just the eldest yeah, one they were talking to. Yeah, yeah, this is the eldest Cameron. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, he wants, can I play with your ships? I'll be really good with them. And I'm like, no, no, they stay on the shelf up there until you're at least... Old enough to reach them down. Yeah, well, that's it. The final game on my list is Beyond Baker Street. Ah. Sound familiar? Because yeah. Matt and I just unboxed this. The, uh, the video is out now on our Facebook page, so you can see what's in the box. And we're going to be playing this all of September, leading up to review in next month's show. And it'll be October's game of the month. But this, was, this looks pretty cool. I'm really pumped by this, now, especially now I've seen inside the box. Yeah. And, uh, well... We don't want to go into too much because we're no. not really here for this. We're here for another game. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I'm excited because, it's again, it's something different. It's a different game than we've done before uh, with it a whole f- unique twist, with a whole unique theme and, and uh, narrative. Well presented. Which, yeah. you know, and, um, my dear Wildsmith, it yeah. gives me an excuse to use a different accent. For the whole, we'll be smoking <laughs> pipes next, next month, so we'll be a lot of coughing. <laughs> and brandy. Look forward to that one. 
Yeah. Lots of coughing and brandy and all that other stuff that we're not so good. Also some deducting. That, that has to happen. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll deduce our way through next month's pod. But for today, uh, this for, for the first time in a long time, uh, there's no interview today. What happened? What happened, Matt? What happened to Vlada? No, well, he went Vlada on holiday. went on holidays. Yeah, he went on um, holidays. Probably well-deserved because I've been listening to some interviews that he'd done yeah. at Gen Con and uh, it seems like... Uh, he, he needed a break, so uh, but don't he worry. Would, he promised to uh, get in touch with us when he returns. So. He was almost on tonight's show, but, uh, yeah, it was just a bit of a lining us up with his holidays didn't work out. So I think it was a bit cheeky that I asked him, you know, the week before he was due to go on his holidays. And he's, but he still said yes. He still said yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but so that's good. So maybe we'll have yeah, to do a dude. space alert reflection or something like that and dig out one of his old games and talk about it. Yeah. Revisit yep. something from the past. I think past. he's very, very happy to talk about... Uh, the games he's created. I've, wrote, I've written here, he's obviously living off La Vida Spiel des Jahres Loco. <laughs> so, I, I love Lada's games, so that <laughs> won't be a problem. Yeah, I, I'm sure we can dig up one that we really enjoy. All right, has anyone got any uh, dying embers of Week in Geek? Uh, I was yeah, playing. I do, actually. Yeah. Um, oh, you do, right. too. Oh, well, right. fight you for it. Do you want to go first? Well, I'm going first. How's yeah. that? Um, this month is Good Games' 10th anniversary. Um, it's 10 years since... Uh, Two guys with a dream opened a game store and maxed out their credit cards in Sydney. And wow. um, now we've got 26 going on 27 stores. Yeah. So, you know, happy 10th anniversary, guys. Oh, yeah. Happy, we've been happy celebrating birthday to our store and sponsors. it's been really cool. Yeah. yeah. Cheers, guys. Well done. And uh, enjoying their new store in Indianapolis. Hello to all our uh, Indiana... Indianapolis. In, no, Indiana listeners. We've got Indiana for the whole state. Listeners. Indianapolites? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your turn, Matt. Uh, I was just going to say, I was out playing uh, games last night at, oh, well, being Thursday night, and I played Parfum. 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 Yeah, do you know it? I know of it. Looks okay. good. So where you, you play, I was playing with our family, Lau, as uh, you yeah. know, the, those, that board gaming institution, and they had told me about this game, Parfum, where you play a merchant... Uh, no, not a merchant, a... Uh, well, I guess, you're a perfume peddler. So you're, you're creating your own uh, types of perfume, colognes, whatever, that sort of thing. And then you need to find customers to sell them to. A, a very easy game. Uh, I'd never not laid eyes on it previously. Uh, I was up and running in a very short space of time, enjoyed it immensely, and had great fun uh, making up names for things. Now... The family Lao have this thing where if you play a game that has a strong narrative uh, or element, you know, Agricola be an example where you're all farmers, you have to try and identify with the, uh, with the things that you're making or building or raising. So in that case, with the, you know, we named animals and all that sort of thing in Agricola. But in Parfum, we were, you had to name the, the perfume that you created and then uh, find a reason why the customer you're selling it to would buy it from you. And uh, oh, I, I, <laughs> I've got this down. Yeah. I've got this down. So you got some stink. Well, no, no, because this, this entire conversation just gets me to something that Jamie and I were playing on uh, Facebook the other week, which was uh, top seven books or top ten books. And I totally forgot about this book, which was definitely my favorite book during university, which was Perfume by Patrick Suskind. Okay. And I used to like, – I can't stand lending people books, but I want people to read books. So at the time, I would just buy five copies of Perfume. And when someone said, oh, is it good? Is it? Can I borrow your copy? I go, no, you can just have this one. Just make sure you read it. 
and tell me about it. I love that book. And um, yeah, it gets a bit, it gets a bit murdery because it says it's called Perfume, the Diary of a Murderer. And there's this guy who's uh, kind of he's got no other senses, I think, except for the sense. Well, no, he's got he's got a sensory thing. He's just kind of detached from reality, but he's got an amazing sense of smell. And um, and because of this, he gets really uh, excited about any kind of smells that he can have. And at one stage, he goes halfway across Paris, uh, chasing the smell, and he finds it's this young, beautiful woman. And then he decides that he needs to possess this smell, ends up murdering her and capturing that smell and starts including it in his perfumes. Right. And yeah, baby, now you can see why I like that story, right? It's all all murdery and dark and kind of delicate and beautiful at the same time. And fantastic. And there is a movie of it, so if you want the quick shortcut, go get that. But I know the the book's quite eloquent and and beautiful in its own right. Oh, long story short. Not your story, but my story. Uh I had a lot of fun creating perfumes, giving them strange, weird names like Kinky Strumpet and Bakehouse Floor. Just dead, you know, beautiful girl. That, that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. It, was a, it was a real hoot. Uh, and yeah, not my typical game, but um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Parfum, give it a go. Look out for Cthulhu Parfum next month. <laughs> yeah. That would be some serious stink. No, oh, man. <laughs> Sniff Cthulhu's armpits. Yeah. Seaweed of the old Smell ones. Smell like the gods. Oh, that would be Old Spice. Yeah, <laughs> that would be great. Very Old Spice. <laughs> All right. Let's do a blob. Win code names for commenting on the Facebook page for this show, which is episode 74. Um, and you can find that at facebook.com forward slash sevenlandhand. We'll announce last month's winner of Colt Express later in Neats and Twos. Oh boy, was that a gunfight. So, okay, <laughs> corral action. Um, every month, Good Games are offering our listeners a special offer on the game we review. This month, it's code names. While stocks last, Good Games is giving Sevenland Hand listeners 10% off code names. All you have to do is walk into your local game store and state this month's password. Would you, Would you believe, believe 10%? 10%? And then swallow the bit of paper it was written upon. For the next four weeks. Would you, Would believe, you believe 10%? 10%? It's hard to, hard to coordinate that, especially when you can't eye to eye across the country. <laughs> we did well. Yeah. So that's why if stocks... anyone's seen Get Smart, this set, it's okay. Yeah. If you can say it, if you can say it in a uh, Maxwell Smart voice. 11%. Would you believe 10%? That's not bad, Matt. What have you got, Jamie? Would you believe 10%? <laughs> Good. Right. Great stuff. I think it's time we get on with the show. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, it's hey. c- code names. Code names, chaps. We've all got them. Yes. We've all had nicknames. No, yeah. not nicknames. Code names. Code names. These yeah. are the names of people in the field, secret agents like, and all that sort of stuff. But for more of the narrative objective, let's cross to our agent in Hurstville. Jamie, what's the narrative of this game? I give you a secret mission. <laughs> right. You go infiltrate board game store. You get code names. It sounds like you he must box. destroy us. Inside you find contacts that you must travel around to find because you are a spy and I am your spy master. You understand? You're keeping it up. No, no, no your accent's a bit thick there. He's, no, he's reaching oh, okay. way well, down then, into his Russian so roots one player there. on each team, and there's two teams, is yeah. a spy master. And he's trying to communicate to the other players which of the locations in the grid in front of them 
contain their agents that they need to make drops with. Okay. Yeah. Each, but... each location has a word printed on it. And the only way that I'm allowed to communicate as the spy master is by giving you a single word that isn't on the board and a number of clues that relate to that word. So let's have an example. Let's say that on the board I wanted you to tap uh, apple and traffic. I might say green two, thinking you'll pick the green apple yeah. and you'll pick the green traffic light. Yes. Ooh, that's a tough one. But right. maybe there's also frog on the board and you accidentally tap on the wrong one. What happens? Disaster. <laughs> Possibly disaster, indeed. So, there's three you, options for uh, every clue on the board. I was going to say, in the narrative of the story, you've just activated the wrong agent. Indeed. You've made contact with the wrong person. Not necessarily an agent. Yeah. No, you might have made a bloody fool of yourself in front of just an... Absent bystander. An innocent, innocent bystander. bystander. Yeah. An innocent bystander who looks just like Rodney Dangerfield. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so whenever you, whenever you tap on, on a card... You're essentially making contact with an agent, and uh, if it's not the right agent, you're in trouble. So what's the you objective? You might be tapping on the other team's agent. You might be tapping on an innocent bystander, or there's a spy hunter in town, an assassin. An assassin, yeah. And what's the overall objective to get through here? The overall objective is to complete uh, all of your drops before your opponent, the opposing team completes all of theirs. Yeah, nice and easy, right? Sounds it. Sounds it. Okay, but it is a race. So what have we got on the table for us, Matt? You know, when we've got the, the, the cards all set out, what yeah. does it look like? Very simple setup. We've yeah. talked about, uh, well, you've already talked about cards, which pretty much the game, that's that's what the game consists of. Yeah. Uh, there's, uh, essentially there's three decks of cards. There's the the word cards or the code word cards. Yeah. And they're are, set out in a five by five yeah, grid. Five by five grid that is uh, they're able to be read you know, either way. Either way. Yeah, up or down. Um, there's a, the key word is usually on a, white, on a white bold to stand out to everybody. And then in a, just a slightly... Don't, don't get into what font we're using, Matt. Font. Uh, it looks like it's uh, <laughs> yeah. Gloria Jeans. I don't know. It's a card with a word on it. And <laughs> yeah. what else have we got? And in the second deck, there are... Uh, a red team agent cards and blue yep. team agent cards, and that's then the, the the blue team agent cards are kind of your Naomi Watts and uh, David Caruso. No, 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 that's oh, that's uh, your, Pierce Brosnan. Pierce, Pierce Brosnan and yep. Naomi Watts, and on the other is your David Caruso and uh, Lucy Liu. Oh yeah, Lucy Liu cards. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then like Jamie said, there's the uh, innocent bystanders who are Rodgy Rodgy Rodney Rodgy Rodney Rodney Dangerfield. And uh, <laughs> just uh, the Pantene lady, because yeah, she's rubbing her. conditioner into her hair. And then S- Smoking, Smoking Man. Man. Yeah, yeah, he's the assassin. So, And then the third de- uh, deck of cards are the square <laughs> right, yeah. grid uh, cards, which tell you the layout. So they, they actually tell you where all of the agents are hiding on the yeah. grid. Yeah. And what's very elegant about that grid card is that you can spin it around and it adds a depth of replayability to the card just in itself which is that's probably something we'll touch on loads in this game is just that it's everything is so efficient about this game there's no 
there's no chaff. There's nothing no, that right. could just be cast off and you could play it without it. Everything is necessary. And yeah, go on. You so just I was going to say there are 13 cards here. You've had a revelation. But then you turn it around. There are four. Go on. Four sides. Yeah. So 13 times four is anyone who knows maths out there is. Oh, it's got to be somewhere in the uh, <laughs> north of 20. <laughs> It's 52. Yeah. So there are 52 different ways you can orient each, uh, you know. Layouts. 52 different layouts, yeah. So you're probably not going to remember them all, is what you're trying to tell us. absolutely not. Yeah. (laughs) And on that, you've got the the red team agents, the blue team agents, the innocent bystanders, and somewhere hidden on there, uh, obvious only to the spy masters, is the location of the assassin. Now, these aren't... You don't shuffle in this game, so there's no reason to sleeve any of this up. No. Um, The the agent cards are heavier card stock than the rest of them. Yeah. But the the grid is thinner, and it comes with a little stand that holds it up in front of you, doesn't it? Yeah. And uh, so it keeps it hidden from the other players. The last object is a timer. Uh, oh, yeah. A simple egg timer, yeah. or so it seems. And I like how this is where the instructions come in, because the instructions are pretty chilled out. And, you know, they there's are. no hard and fast rules, and the timer is a specific chilled out kind of rule to it. <laughs> that you, only, you, only trip, you only turn it over if you're getting a little bit sick of someone taking too long. It, it. it doesn't start necessarily at the beginning of the round. Yeah, I think the first few games that we played, we didn't even bother with the timer. No. Nah. And then uh, when we attempted to use the timer, I think it was misused and abused, but... Yeah, it was a bit misused and abused last night, but people would just turn it over just to be narky, (laughs) which wasn't appreciated. (laughs) I don't know what was going on there. Yeah. And then there's the rule book, which is, uh, I think it's a set 11 pages, something like that. You know what? I've hardly looked at it. Uh, It was was pretty easy to get. You don't need to go back to it. You read it once, you get the gist of how to play. Uh, On the back of it is the uh, two-player and three-player variant. And, uh, yeah, you're good to go. See, when we started this, the word was, oh, it's no good as a two-player game. You need four or more. And uh, yeah. granted, I think it plays better with between that four and eight number. But I'm quite happy playing it two players. I don't mind. It's just fun just to engage with someone, yeah. just try to, you know, communicate what the what the code yeah. name is that you're trying to do. And you're racing against the, the opposing team who scores one every single round. Yeah. Oh, I think it's... No, that's all right. The two-player variant... Well, very limited. Yeah, uh, but, but still fun. Still enjoyable. And it, it, yeah. it got us into the game straight, you know, pretty much straight away without having to, to fuss with the rules too much. Yeah. All right, so let's get into pro tips and stuff like that and uh, the, the complexities of the game. Um, what, what have you got in the way of pro tips, Jamie? Uh, have a great vocabulary. Have a great. So spend your life learning lots of words and then play code names. That's it. You'll be great at it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of our pro tips was uh, to pay attention to what your opponent passes on. You know, so you can, um, you can if, if, you, if, if your opponent gets a clue for, say, like, like Jamie was saying, green two, and you think, I've got that straight away, they guess one and then pass on the other, and you're thinking, I'm pretty sure I know that it is frog or whatever. Then yeah. when your clues come your way, you can sort of disregard that one from your own selections because you know that that will be an opponent's uh, yeah. agent. Or you can prioritize it a little bit less so that you're not at risk of... Because uh, if you guess your opponent's agent, then they'll score. It'll, it'll get a, an opposing color team on it. Yep. My, um, my pro tip is the same one I use for a lot of these sort of games where it involves a lot of communication. Talk it out. 
talk it out with the people on your team. Unless they're Even, idiots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the number of times I've seen people talk themselves into exactly, trouble is right? wonderful. I reckon it's the opposite. It's, it's like that, isn't it, Jamie? It's like you see people initially just go, oh, it's this and this, and that's correct. That's exactly what you want. And then they spend the rest of the turn talking themselves out of it, like in Mysterium. That's it. yeah. Go with your gut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I reckon that's it. But uh, I found that when we were just playing the two-player game, you know, we both did it. We both uh, voiced what we were thinking in our heads to, to work out, work our way through it, and I think that really helped because I found myself looking at words, discounting them because they were totally unrelated to what the clue was, yeah. or finding every possible way that that word could fit. You can do that as well. And, yeah. yeah. So, and that was really That's, useful. The, to there's, a, there's a gray area of cheatiness in that as well. When you come down to, uh, like, say, if it's one word and then two clues, and you're the person who's trying to guess is as narrows it down to three, and they vocalize which three they're after, they'll go, this one, I'll lock that one in, and then I'll pass. And then yeah. on your Spymaster's next go, they can put a red card over the one which you're tying up between, and then you immediately just grab that as a as a as a as an extra guess on your next that's go. Because that's that's the that's the trick as well is that you get to guess the amount of uh, words that they say. So if they say green two, and you get the two, mm. you can then have an extra guess. You can actually get that extra guess early. You can go green frog. And then you can go back to a previous clue and guess again yep. on that. And then if you get it right, you can keep going for the, that extra guess. Yeah. Also, I don't. I think it's a good idea to, as the spy master, always give out the clue and at least two options, because I, I'm fairly certain if you're playing this game and you're only giving out one, let's uh, say one clue yeah. plus one. You're not going. You're going to fall behind very quickly, and you're very you're limiting. Well, not necessarily. You might be pointing directly to the clue, but well, as soon as anyone playing, who's playing aggressive, that's not a very aggressive way to no. play. You're playing from I think behind, from a very submissive sort of position. So always go for those twos, threes. Last night I think as we played, I, I managed to get a four, and I think you did the same, and they nailed it. So. Well, it's it's because it, the best one I've seen was six. Wow! Wow! Yeah. It, it, could, it was it was Batman six. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a cool clue as well. That I think that you get to quickly get a flavour of that because it's the game goes for fifteen minutes. It can end so quickly with the assassin getting picked, and then you can just reload the game and start again. Yeah. So it gets quite fun. You can get brave with your clues, and yeah, go yeah. for something six. Why not? Because yeah. if it all goes south and you lose, you play you play the new game in like yeah. five to ten minutes. Well, the the great thing is, is you've got the second game queued up already. All you yeah. need to do is flip the cards. Exactly, you don't even yeah. need to change the order or anything for as long, you know, that you just flip them over and you've got a whole new set of words. So that's a lot of utility built into this game. Yeah, it's very yeah, functional absolutely. and very clever. I think I, I've heard uh, Vlada's uh, impressions of this of his own game, and he's one of the things he, that stuck with me is that he designed code names to be played by non-gamers and oh I think yeah it's that, definitely that in that it a really accessible which is why you know, when we spiel, yeah why they they picked it because yeah. it appeals it has a wide ranging appeal it's uh can be picked up by non-gamers and gamers alike and and it's a it is that gateway game you're into it with very little uh setup 
It's not incredibly deep for gamers. I don't think gamers are going to no, go no. crazy about this, right? No, yeah? no, I wouldn't think so. No, no. but it's. Still... I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that actually. A lot of gamers I've played with yeah. love it just as much. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. You, you think, but it is you on think the lighter not, side. Yeah, but I mean, but it's fun to play, and it's something. But you know, but in hardcore gamers still want to enjoy life. They still want to have fun, right? So they could get it that way, I suppose. No. But it's not. Obviously, it's... they've given that up for Kickstarter, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> this is a dinner party game. It's yes, a, it's a great it's dinner party. It's exactly game. a dinner party game. It's got that yep. all over it, doesn't it? It's yeah. It's like, hey, I've, I, I know what we can do now. We can play this game. I can teach you how to play it in yeah. under a minute, even though it's taken us twenty to tell talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> and, and we can be playing it and banging out, and, and they'll want another game of it because. And we were playing when you came over tonight. I was having a quick uh, three yeah, family, three yeah. player game with the family. That's eleven year old, my wife, and myself. And even in the three player variant, I was one spy master, and they were two whatever the, the agents are called, they were trying to guess. Um, even, in, even in that, you can play like that sort of format for a bit and then you can change it. You could have two spy masters playing against each other and one person trying to guess the clues yeah. and it's whoever can give the best clues wins the game. So even three players, you can change it around. I love how there's so many different, like you were saying, utilities to make this game different, but it's so simple and it's really got something a certain level of genius in this about how simple it is and how many different ways you can play it and make yeah. it fun for yourself I'm, yeah uh, i've had game nights where we started off with code names just you know to sort of play a quick game and end up just playing it all night it's really really compelling yeah did you um did you have a player count jamie in mind when you when you're playing this uh, like an optimum optimal number i i really like it as a six-player game Yep. So, Spy Master and two on each side. Yeah. Um, but I've how played d- it with more and it works just as well. Yeah, and I've I played it with say, less and it works just as how well. Does, how does the extra two players ruin it? It's, I don't think it does. It just makes it more hilarity of people disagreeing with each other, doesn't it? Absolutely. Really? Yeah. And Could you... Um, uh, I guess we're limited by components, but if you had two, two copies of code names, what's to stop you from making the grid bigger, doubling the number of... Uh, Oh. Well, you haven't got a grid to compare it to. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Stop changing the game, Matt. Well, you make up your own, which... Um, you could certainly use yeah. the pieces to make a bigger game, I that's agree. That's right, yeah. yeah. Don't naysay there, David. I'm naysaying. <laughs> <laughs> you make up your own grid, um, yeah. So I, I think you could do that. So if you have a lot of people and you want to turn it... Actually, this would be a good um, corporate... Uh, oh, team yeah. building sort of it thing. It is. It's got Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I've thought about taking this to work and having people play it because of the exact same reason, except they're probably all grumpy and too professional to get involved. But, uh, you know. Actually, I we've think... got a staff development day coming up at the end of this term. I think I might do that. Yeah, borrow a game of copy. You want to borrow it? Yeah, yeah. Got a, may I? Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Take can it I borrow in. the store copy as well? Yeah, yeah. What, you want two copies? Two copies. I'll Not make at a once, giant because then I'm codenames, codenames less. <laughs> all right, well. You know, what could be more than Codenames in itself? Expansions. How could yeah. you expand on this? Jamie well, knows. so far you can't, but there's two coming. <laughs> well, yeah, you can if you've been to Gen Con and, you're, That's right. and your name's Nick, just name-dropping there. Somebody came back with a few copies in his suitcase. Hey, that was me too. Did you do it as well? I brought a stack back, yeah. Oh, my. So there's two expansions coming out, and they'll, they'll be in Australia, I'd say, in the next... Uh, month for one of them and 
probably the next two or three months for the yeah, other. Yeah, it's going to be October, November, I think. For yeah, yeah. So the first one is Codenames Pictures, which is exactly the same, except that instead of words on the cards, you've got pictures, and you're trying to use a word to associate the pictures with each other. Now, I've never played Dixit, but is that Dixit Codenames? It is. It is Dixit-ish, and in fact, one of the first things that happened when Codenames got to Board Game Geek was people tried playing it with Dixit cards and found that it was <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. So, um, so that's where that's come from. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, look, it seems to be a really, really effective and fun way to play. Yeah. More power to everyone. And there's no reason you can't mix pictures and words together and make ridiculous combinations. Yeah, well, that's that Mysterium element, isn't it, where you're looking at a picture and you can interpret it a number of different ways. Uh, Absolutely. With the word, with the word game alone, it's it's you know it's like a cinnamon synonym list or connotations list. I suppose that was that was pro tips. You, different yeah. ways to hook the word, you know, combine the word. Like you can have, like I used wind sock the other day. You know, yeah. although yeah. you know you wouldn't necessarily think of a sock otherwise of being in the wind. But anyway, sorry, I'm well, A lot of the words in the game are designed to be flexible in their use. Yeah. So yeah. That you use them. You know. As yeah. a verb or a noun sort of thing? Well, one I had last night, uh, the clue I gave was bond. Okay, so you think about the ways you use bond, adjoining things, sticking things together, or am I thinking of James Bond, or you know, or am I thinking of uh, camaraderie, that sort of thing. But then out on the table there was spy, missile, pistol, and embassy. So it, obviously I was going for yeah. the James Bond you know, Matt just wanted to hear me use my Sean Curry voice yeah, again. Yeah, we did. We did want that to wild. happen. To <laughs> distract you from that, I believe there's a more adult version of Codenames coming out. Yes, that's the second uh, expansion. Well, they're not yeah. really expansions; they're all standalone games. Yeah. But uh, the second one is Codenames Deep Undercover, uh, which has lots of racy, suggestive adult words in it. Yeah. Um, like. And, yeah. Uh, like uh, nipple. Um, oh, really? Yeah. That, uh, no. <laughs> well, cat, I said, I cats said, have nipples. I said, really? Like, is in that? That's as dirty as it gets. And you were like, <laughs> no, 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 it gets, yeah, it gets I'm telling you, that, they um, use the N word. My goodness. Bordello. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure there is in there, actually. <laughs> Does it get... I, I don't. I, I sort of had a flip through a copy, but yeah. I haven't actually seen all of it. But I know there were some words that raised my eyebrows in there. Okay, I suppose it's then it's down to really the players as to how they can uh, the clues that they can give to make it even sort of more suggestive. Absolutely, and I think that's kind of natural in the play of things. Yeah, it'll read like a Seven Land Hand podcast introduction before you know it. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Um, um, this is exciting. This is not an expansion, but it's a a tool. And I've just remembered, I actually downloaded this well before we thought tool, of doing Codenames. Tool is one of the words in Deep Undercover. <laughs> yes, it Definitely. is. Yeah. <laughs> For Codenames. And it's the, uh, the app, the iOS app. And I've got it open just now. Uh, I, I can't believe I forgot about it. But now you can create those endless scenario cards. So you've got uh, no reason now not to... You could leave most of it home, just take... Well, what was the suggestion? Is like, why aren't the blank cards? You know, this why is the sort of yeah, game yeah, where they why aren't there blank cards? But uh, and they should have. I don't know if there is. There should be like an editor on this app so that you can type in your own words. You know, yeah, because then it would be in the same the font. Because you could also then you could use a clue like handwriting, and it would just be all the ones that were written by 
by hand. So, but it says the code name's pictures variant is a five by four grid. Oh, you could draw your own pictures. Another application for the old cock and balls. That's it. <laughs> I'm guessing that the uh, limiting the, the pictures is for, probably for gameplay reasons. Like it could get quite complex if you're trying to link yeah. the idea of words to pictures. Yeah. I think I found the first chink in the armor. I'm just trying to load are the, it up. Are the pictures are the working. pictures of the same uh, same dimensions as the word cards? I think so. I don't know. It's not out yet. I'm pretty sure I read that all of these all of the code no, cards could be could be shuffled together. Or maybe the the deep undercover ones can be shuffled in with these ones. Yeah, the picture ones I'm fairly certain are square. Oh, okay. Well, they shouldn't have done that. I reckon it'd be brilliant to be able to you can still mix them up. Okay, Matt's showing me the. Uh, the iOS yeah, version. Yep. Right. Oh, that's that's really cool. Um, I, I just I, I'm harping on because I've literally this is the first time I've looked at it, right. and it shows me all the locations of everything of the agents and the assassin. But if I turn this around to you, David, yeah, what can you see? Blue Spymaster. What can you see? Spoiler. Nothing. The clock. No, nothing. You can't see them. But I turn it back to me, and they're all visible again. Oh, really? That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Look. Wow, technology. I wish I could show you, but every time I turn it around oh, I you, saw it disappear you a little bit. <laughs> wow. That's cool. I'm excited. We're going to try this. Hey, Jamie, it's great listening to somebody uh, and listener. Describe. Dis- describe playing with a podcast. Uh, we're playing with an iPod, yeah, sorry. I think we better, uh, we better jump ahead. Yeah, what, I think so. Uh, so in, uh, let's we, sum it up. Have we summed it up? I, I think... Yeah, a couple of games reviews ago, you came up with the word, you said uh, a game is very elegant, and that's yeah. what keeps coming back to me for codenames. It seems something that's so simple and yet genius. It's like the wheel. It's like the wheel of, of board games. It's so simple, yet <laughs> so functional. Yep, I agree. I agree with you. Yeah, um, like it, it comes across, you, you almost get the sense of, why didn't this game exist before? Yeah, it, it feels like if you'd have, if you'd invented it yourself, you'd design it yourself, you'd think, nah, I need to add more in. It's not complex enough. But that's the skill that Vlad has shown here. It's just like, no, nah, this, this can be simple and interesting and engaging. I don't need to add anything else in. And it's just fine. It's great. In a sense, I guess it has existed because it, think of all, all the other word games out there. There are, there are Crosswords. Yeah, crosswords, Scrabble, you know. There are a host of other word games out there, but this one gives it a theme that makes sense to the way you're playing the game. You I've know, got to say, we played it for it a few off. times before I read what the theme was. <laughs> I didn't know, because you, you taught me the game, because yeah. you played it before, yep, yep. and you didn't mention that they were secret agents, so I thought, oh, your code name's oh. whatever, and then we were just trying to give each other clues for the words. Really? You didn't pick that up from the name of the game? I, I didn't think that hard. I was more concentrated. I was, like, like my wife was tonight, we played a game and we finished and she was like, oh, is there not like another layer to go, like another level, like jewels, you know? Okay, wrap that yeah. up, start again, you know, do another thing. Yep. It's like, no, that's it. Well, there you go. So you don't even have to think hard about it and you can play this game. Yeah. That's a good sign. Perfect dinner party game. Really perfect. Yeah. It's uh, oh, look again. I've I've told everyone this before. My my wife is a non gamer, but this is the sort of thing that she would enjoy to play because she loves word games and things like that. Yeah. So yeah, I would definitely have also, no hesitation showing her this game and say like, let's play this, and she would be happy to join in. Wooden Wooden Spooners game. I think I heard it referred to as that in the store the other day. So you're in a tournament. You get knocked out pretty early. 
go sit in the corner and, play and either eat lots of calories or play code names with a mate <laughs> until you, until the next round's yeah, ready yeah. to go. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a great game all round. Uh, lots of appeal. Uh, I, I think it's a it's a sensible game to have in any collection. Yeah. Oh, and they've got a QR code on the cover of the instructions, which is a rules overview video. Perfect. So Genius. you don't even need the rule book after that. All right. Well, I haven't, <laughs> life hasn't been complex enough, so I think we stop right here and add another layer of, of complexity by having a Matt's quiz. <laughs> That's <laughs> like nine levels edition. of complexity, David. Matt's quiz. Matt's quiz. Matt's quiz. Okay. All right. Tonight I've got for you the Codenames edition. Play at home if you really have to. (laughs) And you have to. to. You have to. You have to. Okay. It's a rule. Sorry, did I say that wrong? I'm saying play at home. That's question one. If, well, okay. Do you play at home? Yeah. Always, always, I'm always playing at home. Good. Because I've only got six other questions. Okay. All right, so that was question. (laughs) Yes. All right, let's get straight into it, shall we? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Question one. Spy Hard starred which parody movie king of the late 80s, early 90s? All right. Who was the lead actor of the movie series Spy... Not series. Of the movie Spy Hard. Uh, Jamie actually told me to watch this in preparation for the... uh... (laughs) Ah, All right. (laughs) So I'm sensing you both got that wrong. Question two. What do the following numbers have in common? 13... 38, 86, Oh, I got it wrong 99. Earlier. Yeah, I said the wrong number earlier on. What do the following numbers have in common? 13, 38, 86, and 99. One of, well, them, is a, one of them is a bit of chocolate that you stick in your ice cream if you're in England. Which one? 99. Huh. You know... No. Yeah, if you ask, if you go get an ice cream from the ice cream man in yep. England and say, "Can I have a ninety-nine in that?" They'll stick you like half a flake, like a fun-sized flake, in the top yeah. of your ice cream. Oh, that's, that's awesome! Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. I think if any time you say anything like that and you get free chocolate, well, not free, you pay. It's, it's pretty good. Over here, it's just half a quotation mark. Is it? Yeah, like a sixty-six and ninety-nine. You know. Quotation. Jamie oh, okay. knows what I'm talking about. I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> Question three. Especially if it's worth bonus points. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Question three. In the original Triple X movie series... What? In the original Triple X movie... Yeah. Okay. The lead character was played by Vin Diesel. Oh. The lead in the next movie is a really cool customer. Who was it? Jesus. So there's a movie series called Triple X, yeah. and it's not a porn movie. And no, it's got Vin Diesel. Triple X in this case stands for Extreme Action. Extreme Action. Yeah. And it's got Vin Diesel in it. Yep, the first movie. I'm the just trying to piece together as many clues as I possibly can. <laughs> the so second movie has a, is a really cool customer. Is a really cool customer. Yeah. So that's a clue, isn't it? Sure is. Like cool ice customer. All right. Vanilla, Don't think too van- hard. Vanilla ice. Well, actually, right? think as hard as you want, but I'm moving on to question four. Okay. Really cool customer. <laughs> question four. Yeah. The 1984 World War II spy parody, Top Secret, was the... Pref- in- <laughs> yeah, start again because I wasn't listening. I was still thinking <laughs> of question three. <laughs> question four. 
1984 World War II spy parody, Top Secret, yeah. what was the profession of the lead character, Nick Rivers, <laughs> played by Val Kilmer? How obscure Kilmer? is this? It's not obscure so, at all. In 1984, most of the listeners weren't even born then. I apologise to any <laughs> listeners who were not born. Actually, you're going to love the who question. Is he, who is he writing this quiz for, you or the listeners? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd, I'd, well, I'd go with the majority. It's like old oh old people do a quiz. Let's <laughs> tune in and listen to that. If they hate me for this question, they're going to really hate me for the, oh. one, for the next couple. So top, I didn't even. I got distracted again. So right. the movie called Top Secret. Yep. There was a there was a guy who no one's heard of these days called Val Kilmer. He was a Batman <laughs> once upon a time, believe it or not, kids. Yeah. And his character was a what. A what in Top Secret? Yeah, before he became a secret agent, what was he before that? Oh, okay. Uh, all right, something <laughs> random. Name a profession. Yeah, name name <laughs> name a profession you might have heard of. That is the question there. Right, good. Jamie, are you going to ace this quiz? Yeah, there's there's a chance I might. Yeah. Right. Question five. I do like spy films. All right. This one. This one. Here we go. I apologise to all the listeners because this is <laughs> Born one... after 1990. <laughs> which of the following celebrities have never been connected... There's only one. So which one of the following celebrities has never been connected with the term spy? This is going to be your Lovecraft and Houdini, your best mates uh, question, <laughs> I suspect. All right. Yeah, go on. They've, so, never been, they've never been associated with... Yeah. I'm going to give you a list of celebrities, yeah. right? One of them has never been connected with the term spy. Okay. I've never been connected with the word spy. I love how we make Matt explain the rules to his quiz questions like about 20 times. I, I, I just like to say, I, I, like, I like that. No one else. Are you okay. ready? Yeah, yeah, go. Frank Sinatra. Right. Cary Grant. Marlene okay. Dietrich. Okay, Jesus, this is hard. Harry Houdini. Yeah, oh, there he is. Greta Garbo. He's a mate of uh, Lovecraft. Louis Armstrong. Julia Childs. Now, come on, I know you know who all those people are. Yeah. That's why I'm apologising to anyone born Frank after... Frank Sinatra, Cary Grant, Harry Houdini, uh, Greta Garbo. Marlene Dietrich. Greta Louis Armstrong. And Julia Childs. Which one of those... I don't know who Julia... What's the last one? Julia Childs. Julia Childs. What was she about, then? She was a... She's like she, a celebrity cook. Yeah. Was she a spy, by any chance? Just I'm just asking. Just casual. That would be know? giving it away. Oh, would it? Oh, yeah, you're right now. I see what the question is. Right, yeah. <laughs> you don't get this whole spy thing, do you? <laughs> He's a noob. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to leverage a bit of an advantage out of him, but uh, <laughs> you'll probably hear that. All right. Question six. How many... Oh, no, this is it's the last years, question. Yeah. Which of the following facts about Ernest Hemingway is supposedly the truth? His nickname on our Seven Land Hand channel is Hemingway. But he might not have looked deep, deeply. He will have. He will have. We'll it's, see. This is his world. All right. I've got three, <laughs> I've got three facts. About Hemingway. In inverted commas. Yeah. About Ernest Hemingway. Which one is the truth? Supposedly the truth. Okay. Hemingway was a failed KGB spy. Hemingway stole many of America's nuclear secrets from the Manhattan Project. 
Hemingway worked to gather intelligence by sleeping with high society American women. Is there a fourth? No, there's three. <laughs> no. So one of those, one of these three is supposedly the truth. Say is them it, again. Is it number one of these is supposedly the truth? No, no, but what, what were they? Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I get you now. Number one, Hemingway was a failed KGB spy. Number two, Hemingway stole many of America's nuclear secrets from the Manhattan Project. Number three, Hemingway worked to gather intelligence by sleeping with high society American women. All right. Okay. Okay. Back to question. Uh, well, that went off the wow. rails. We started off with like fun, uh, fun facts about top secret, I th- and I've got a feeling I rewrote them down in the wrong order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, now before we go ahead, I just need you to repeat the list of celebrities to me. Okay, so question five. Yeah. The list of celebrities are Frank Sinatra, Cary Grant, Marlene Dietrich, Harry Houdini. Greta Garbo, Louis Armstrong, and Julia Childs. Yeah, see, I... So one of them has no connection to the term spy. So I just went with the ones that I could write down as you're reading them out were my answer. I can actually support <laughs> my answer with evidence too. Oh, you've said that before. Uh, no, no, I've got it. I've got it all queued up. Yeah, trust me. Okay, so what we've got here is a list of two, four, six, seven people. Um, a majority of the audience have never heard of. Um, That's all right. And which one of them? Like Jamie said, spy? who's this quiz actually for? What? Well, we're educating our audience, David. Feel mm-hmm. good about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm with you, listener. I'm looking forward to being educated. Question one. <laughs> Do you play the quiz at home? Yes. Yes. Correct. <laughs> That's one old, Jamie. Question two. Spy Hard starred which parody movie king of the late 80s, early 90s? Who was it, Jamie? Leslie Nielsen. David? Leslie Nielsen. It was Leslie Nielsen. Two well, all right. Question two. What do the following numbers have in common? 13, 38, 86, 99. David? Uh, get Smart Agents. Jamie? They're all agents and get smart. They are all agents and get smart. Can you know? Can you name who they are? Who is? Uh, which one is Agent 13? 13's Jaime? No, actually. He's Isn't the he? one that's always located inside confined spaces. Oh, you're right, you're right. He's the one who hides in things. Yeah, yeah. And 38 is generally disguised as a scantily clad female, despite being a male. Yep. Uh, 86 is, of course, Maxwell Smart, played by Don Adams. And 99 was played by Barbara, Barbara Feldon. Feldon. Yep. But her real name remains an international mystery. It was never actually revealed who she act- her character's name was. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. You get that. Question yeah. three. How did you do there? Well, well I, I think, think you got I, it right. I, think, I got this you? right, yeah. yeah. Okay, question three. In the original Triple X movie, the lead character was played by Vin Diesel. In the lead for the next movie is a really cool character. Who was it, Jamie? It was Ice Cube, but I really wanted to say LL Cool J. 
Yeah, I really wanted to say vanilla ice, and I wrote it down for a second there, but I ended up putting ice cube down. It was ice cube, yes. Yeah. Wow, well, well done, guys. Yeah, yeah but four, where four, were the four, easy four, clues when it came to seven people I hardly know anything about that have something to do with spy? You just left us out in the cold there. You're nearly as old as I am. Come on. Well, you've got to come in old. from I'm the old. cold, yeah. especially when you're a spy. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Okay, question four. Actually, go, you know what? I didn't include from anything from uh, Spies Like Us because I've already done a question from there before. Uh, it's a great movie, though. It is. In, yeah. The 1984... Know. Question four. Yeah. The 1984 World War II spy parody Top Secret uh, starring Val Kilmer as Nick Rivers. What was his secret... What was his profession before becoming a secret agent, Jay, uh, David? Well, I just went with name a profession. I went with a baker. Okay. Jamie. He's a rock star. He was a rock star. Ah. Jamie goes up by one. That's a bit glamorous, isn't it? It was very that's glamorous. The, that's kind of the joke. Uh, <laughs> I would like to say that um, a baker is a very glamorous sure. profession as well. I don't to know how many even become spies. To all of our baker listeners out there, uh, look forward to Baker Beyond Baker Street next week. Yeah, bake on. Yeah. We'll have a bake off. Question five. I'll be wearing loafers. <laughs> more of that next month alright I'm going to borrow some dough off you yeah alright question five this is the one that everyone's going to kill everyone which of the following celebrities has never been connected with the term spy who did you think it was actually do you want to tell me who, do you want me to tell you who they were no oh, we've heard that list were. many times alright yeah we know who they are except for Julie Charles don't know idea who she is she's a chef yeah yeah so Jamie who did you think I'm pretty... I think it's Marlene Dietrich. What about you there, David? Hang on. He he said how many have not been associated with... No, the word I said spy. which one. Oh, which one? Yeah, one. There's only one. Oh, has been associated with the word spy. No, that has not. Only oh. one of them has not <laughs> been associated with the word spy. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that's changed everything. I'm going <laughs> to go with uh, Louis Armstrong. It's Louis Armstrong. Oh, jagged it! It's all even. All right. Frank <laughs> oh, Sinatra uh, was allegedly contacted by the CIA to uh, move people around on his plane because he travels the world when they didn't want uh, there to be a paper trail. Right. So he was working for the CIA. I like the word allegedly in a, in a well, black and white I fact quiz. Yeah, go on. I, I use that a lot. Yeah. Cary Grant... Uh, yeah. Was had turned down the role of James Bond. Okay, but then it turns out yeah, he'd be a good. Yeah, yeah. It turns out he was actually keeping tabs on suspected Nazi sympathisers during World War Two. So you know he was a bit of a spy hunter. Yeah, Marlene Dietrich was volunteered for espionage work at the Office of Strategic Services. She's got the name for it, though, hasn't she? There. Dietrich. Well, somebody. she was believed. To be working initially, she was thought maybe she was working for the Nazis, but uh, turns out she despised the Nazis and was working for the, uh, for Good the American for her. War Office. Nazis are bad. I think we can we nailed that down, haven't we? <laughs> Harry Houdini actually worked for Lovecraft, um, mate. Yep, he worked for the U.S. Secret Service yeah. and Scotland Yard and Cthulhu. Uh, who else did I have? Julia Childs. Julia Childs was baked cakes for Hitler. <laughs> Something like that. Is that Julia what? Childs worked as an intelligence officer during the war. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, Grady Garbo? I have some bad news for you, Matt. What's that? If you Google Louis Armstrong spy, the top result. 
<laughs> is about rumors that Louis Armstrong was the leader of an Israeli, of an Israeli spy network. <laughs> yeah, oh, but I'm only talking about World War Two. Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> only talking about World War Two. What about right. Greta Garbo? You know, you know, the funny thing is, Greta Garbo, um, yeah. where's my Greta Garbo fact? But back in that era, they suspected everybody of everything, weren't yeah, they? No, like, McCarth- loads of people the got... The of McCarthyism and whatnot. Yeah, got struck off for being suspected communists uh, and treated, all sorts of people were treated horribly <laughs> just because they wouldn't... I don't know, it was nuts. Greta Garbo was allegedly helped... Well, not allegedly, helped smuggle uh, people into the UK. Right. Is so that is working, that spying? Working is for the British. It's more like office. human trafficking, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's not really like spying. But um, yeah, yeah. So there you go. So Louis Armstrong. The funny thing is, is I I did sort of the same thing when I got this list, and it said uh, top ten most famous celebrity spies, and Louis Armstrong wasn't on that list. I thought, well, you didn't Google it for sure. No, I didn't. Look and then, any and then there's <laughs> then there's his album Spy. <laughs> And his confessional book that came out afterwards. Yeah. I was a, <laughs> the spy. I was an me. Israeli spy. Yeah. Oh, well, anyway. But there you go. It just goes to show that. Um, that I can gain a point by jagging something about, with an incorrect answer that was correct. I like the way that Jamie now uh, immediately <laughs> jumps on the internet to try and uh, bust my facts. He's because I've heard it before. He's Googling <laughs> stuff all the way through the quiz. <laughs> Hey, was it allegedly though? Did he actually? Was he actually, or was that still an alleged fact? I don't know. Was Frank Sinatra actually contacted by the CIA? Uh, maybe. <laughs> no, it says allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Oh well. Anyway, uh, question six: Which of the following facts about Ernest Hemingway is supposedly the truth? To tie it up, Jamie, with a Hemingway fact. What did you come up with? Um, Jamie? It was the first one, but I don't remember what the order was. Okay. <laughs> it was the first one, but you don't remember what the order was. I, I was busy thinking about the celebrities, so I didn't. I just wrote down the first one. Oh, okay. I went with slept with women, because, you know, he was a playboy. Okay. Well. Which is the third answer. Would be incorrect. Uh. That was, in fact, Roald Dahl, who worked to gather intelligence by sleeping with high society American women. Go Roald Dahl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. go Roald Dahl. I, I, can, fact... I can relate to Roald. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now I know why. Because I, I would sleep with, um, what was it? <laughs> high society American women. <laughs> yes. For, for, well, not even for facts, just for fun. <laughs> just for fun. I'm, yeah. sure he, I'm sure he found it a real chore. Here we uh, go. <laughs> An hour into the podcast, frank admissions. I would sleep so with high society American women. Oh, what was what? The first one. Okay, the first one. Hemingway was a failed KGB spy. That's it, the failed KGB spy. Yeah, that's supposedly the truth. I don't think it was so much that he was a failed KGB spy. It was just he was an inoperative one, I think. Doesn't he have to be Russian for that? Not necessarily. No, not at all. Okay. Oh, because they just sort of contact you in your own own country and just go, feel like being a traitor? Here's a truckload of money, which we will Oh, yeah, you'd start with that, wouldn't you? You'd go, here's some money. And the second one, Hemingway stole many of America's nuclear secrets from the Manhattan Project, was in fact George Caval. Someone else I haven't heard of. He was the guy that stole the Manhattan Project. Oh, that guy. Yes, and I know him now. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And that has been (laughs) Matt's Quiz. It was a draw. Yay! 
it's Neats and Twos. Neats and Twos. All right, Neats and Twos. We've had a big month on the Colt Express competition this month. Um, uh, the winner coming up shortly. But um, some cool entries. What have we got, Matt? I've got uh, one here from Brent Deacon. He says... I've, I have been looking for a good board gaming podcast. Love your work, guys, but also would love to win as well. You can do Just both. Just saying, <laughs> keep up the good work. Thanks, Brent, we will. Yeah, you can do both. You can both win the game and love our work. Sure can. Yeah, that's more than welcome. What do you got, Jamie? Anything over there? Um, look, I was just impressed with the number of comments we got this time. It was fantastic. Yeah, it's starting to fire up. There's people from uh, America starting to get on board as well. So I think it's just spread the word because whilst the numbers are, are still reasonably low, because you know, the amount of people that actually get in contact with this competition are literally thousands, but for some reason not everybody gets involved. As soon as the thousands start just putting a comment on there, it's going to be a lot harder to win. So for you clever listeners, get your comments That's on there. It. Just a comment. I'm looking at it now. There were 4,188 people that found that post. Yep. So I did like uh, I did like Paul Campbell, one of my locals, yeah. uh, threw on there uh, the link to uh, Patrick Stewart's Cowboy yes. songs. <laughs> that was fantastic. Right? <laughs> I went and watched that. <laughs> yeah, that I felt like the internet uh, broke me a little bit. I become less innocent all the time, and it's always because <laughs> of the internet. Um. Okay, so just to touch base on a few things, we've got a, a quite a number of bits of n- neats and twos uh, going on around the country. Yeah. In Cannington, like as I talked about earlier on, in uh, mid-September, September the 14th, we're going to be kicking off with a Matt's RPG, which is yep. our very own Matt right here. He's going to be doing End of the World Alien Invasion, right? That's it. In the uh, newly refurbished RPG room, which looks awesome. Now it's got some artwork up Ooh, that you picked up at Gen by, Con. by Eli Manea and, we can say his name now, Peter Moorbacker, yep. who immediately emailed me <laughs> after the last podcast. Not... Once it was published, before it was published, he legit just emailed the podcast and said, hey, sorry we didn't catch up with you. would love to catch up with you. Right after I'd been all grumpy about it on the podcast going, we didn't catch up with me. Feel Do you like reckon me. Eli tipped him off? Uh, actually, Eli did say he was going to have a chat to him, <laughs> so I think he did. Yeah. Um, and there's also a neat uh, little replica that you found, a little uh, curio, the sword. It's hanging oh, on the wall there as yeah, well. Yeah, it comes with a rusty yeah. sword. Yeah. So you're going to be doing an end-of-the-world uh, alien invasion. For three weeks. And if it goes well, we'll do it while I have a break while you go on holiday, and then you're going to come back and do it all over again. That's right. All right, fantastic. What else have we got, Jamie? Uh, well, it's uh, we're celebrating Imperial Assault throughout Good Games in September. Uh, just independent of the podcast, but I know that we do love it. Yeah. Um, so... Pretty much all the stores, you're going to be able to go in and pick up some uh, some discount Imperial Assaults, some learn-to-play Imperial Assaults, some beginner tournaments for Imperial Assault. We're going mad for Imperial Assault. It's such a good game. So go quiz up your local good games, guys Let's and girls, good. and Imperial Assault it up. And, uh, yeah, welcome aboard uh, Kaz uh, from uh, Bondi Junction as well. They've, uh, you know, last, last couple of months, no Bondi Junction good game store. Now... <laughs> Bondo Junction store. Wow. So if you're in Bondo Junction, listen to this guy and all this good game store talk and I can't do anything, well, you're kidding yourself because there is one. It's just down the street. Absolutely. That's Kaz, awesome. Milo and Fia, the, the people who are opening that up and they're all really cool dudes. I've been helping them out and uh, I'm so looking forward to their store actually finally opening. September the 5th is the big 
September, official opening. September 5th. All right. Uh, that sounds pretty cool. So what, what is Bondi Junction? The, the, we know Bondi is just the beach as far as we're concerned, is it? Bondi Junction is the big shopping centre next to the beach. Ah, okay. Fantastic. And, uh, of course, the big news out of Good Games Publishing is that Unfair has got, uh, as we record, about 20 days left on Kickstarter, yeah. and it's going... Um, well, stretch goal crazy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's been so good. I'm looking at it now. We've got 20 days left to go. Yeah. 2,141 backers and yeah. $109,978 raised, uh, which is going to get everyone, not just the base game, but uh, an upgraded board, a whole bunch of extra stuff, and uh, five decks instead of the, the four that originally come with it. Yeah. Out of the 2,000 um, backers, how many of those are Bree backers? <laughs> That's terrible. But oh, Kim sorry. Would love it. <laughs> yeah, all of them. All of them. Every single one. He's got a huge family. All right. Yeah, I so think ne- next month we might try and catch up with uh, with Joel somewhere along the line, the designer of Unfair. Oh yeah, like you know, we'll get him in for an extra or something. Like that. We've got a lot of extras coming up that yeah. we've got to think about and wrap our heads around. Yeah, um, catching up with Ben Dutta, uh, the um, author of. Uh, Belly of the Beast. Belly of the Beast, yeah. We've got, That's uh, about we're going to be finishing a game with, that we started with the Invictus stream yeah. with them on, on uh, Google Hangouts, so that'll be happening soon. And maybe, uh, yeah, a small casual interview that we can pop into an extra with, uh, with the designer, Ben. Well, let's not, let's not jump ahead because that's next fortnight news. For this game of the month, this, this month, we've got code names, which we've been talking about today. So remember, you can get your 10% off code names by going to your nearest good game store especially one in Bondi Junction or in downtown Indianapolis. And uh, you can give the staff the password. Would you believe 10%? Oh, that sounds like a munchkin. I don't know where you went with oh that. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a bubble in Would the you believe 10%? Would you believe 10%? <laughs> no, none of us can do it. Would you believe 11 at Ga- Good Games Hurstville? Let's <laughs> <laughs> push that for the extra percent at Hurstville. <laughs> All right, so this is only for the month of September, so you know you're going to buy good uh, code names because everybody's going to own code names. So why not get it in September, hey? Because you get 10% off. And if that's not enough for you... In time for Father's Day. Yeah, buy it for your dad. Um, which is, you can pay, play this as a parent's game. For sure. Yeah. Uh, if 10% is not enough, what about the chance to win the game? Well, for one lucky listener who comments on the Facebook post for this episode, which is episode 74, it's pinned to the top of the page, couldn't make it easier for you, um, you can win the game. All you've got to do is comment on the post, and uh, one commenter will be randomly chosen by Good Games HQ as uh, that month's winner of CG's code names. Ah, all the Spiel des Jahres goodness. Yes. We've got a winner this month for Cult Express too, haven't we? We have got a winner for this month's uh, Cult Express, and it is... Drum roll. Ooh, tension, tension, uh, who's it going to be? It's Rob Sackaluck, uh, who... We hope. <laughs> it, no, it definitely is. Uh, and he entered with a fantastic entry, actually. Was yeah, it? I've got it here. He uh, started with the song from that iconic movie, Blazing Saddles. For he rode a blazing saddle, he wore a shining star, he conquered fear and he conquered hate, and he turned dark night into day four. He rose a blazing saddle, a torch to light the way. Putting a song in all of our hearts. I don't uh, actually know. Was, yeah, this is becoming a very musical show. <laughs> is, that the, is that the actual tune, Matt? Or did no, they... I actually can't remember. It's something like that. <laughs> but then I added, when bad men come, he's a man with a gun. 
And Bart was his name. Yes, so anyway, Bart was his name. Yeah, something like that. I, it, I've got a cold. Rob, you're responsible for the last. Uh, I've got a cold. <laughs> Rob, you're responsible for the last thirty seconds of a podcast <laughs> that we've just had to endure. However, for you, your reward for that is that you get a free copy of Colt Express. You'll be building cardboard trains before you know it. That's it, um, and then playing the game. Yeah, man. Uh, that's a good happy days all ahead. So we'll be in touch with you and let you know how you can claim that prize. Uh, for everybody else, please comment on our Facebook post. If you do get involved in the discussion uh, and we read it out, um, yeah, we, you just just write to us at podcast at sevenlandhand.com. We'll send you out a Half Magic Nerd badge. That's it. And, uh, yeah, it's good fun. I, I really enjoy when the, the thoughtful comments come in on the, on the comments for the uh, competition. So yeah. you have a bit of fun back and forth. Yeah. We've uh, got a steady stream of uh, likes coming in now too, which is good to see. It means the word's getting out, so we're quite yeah. happy about that. And Facebook keeps reminding us, when we got to 300, Facebook said, you're nearly at 500, you know? Let's <laughs> try a bit harder. They're, they're trying to build us up. You're you know, doing they're well. Helping us. They're, yeah. they're, they're giving us that extra G to go out there and achieve. Oh, we've got gangsters. Yeah. So is it, okay, an extra G. <laughs> an extra 352 G. Yeah, Gs all on board. <laughs> Join us. Uh, all right, what else have we got? Yeah, so any... Any sort of questions, interactions, suggestions? Yeah, suggestions. We'll take them. Uh, podcast at sevenlandhand.com. Uh, and like next fortnight, well, as we were saying, we've got uh, Belly of the Beast coming up. And the following month, we've got Beyond Baker Street, which you can watch Matt and I uh, open right now on our Facebook page yep. uh, and see what's in it. That's going to be dropping into stores sometime in September. We'll link it to the board If, if you didn't hear the guys talk about it, earlier i think it's been a couple of months since we spoke about it but belly of the beast yeah. such a cool sounding game yeah. Oh, give, yeah give us the elevator pitch quick a lot of the um the artwork's dropping too so uh, there's a there's a world consuming monster out there and it's just swallowing civilizations whole and everything's getting crushed down and pushed down into the gut of this beast where there's actually remnants of uh, humanity managing to carve out a, an existence for themselves in the form of, uh, well, whatever they can get, scavengers and that sort of thing. And it, it's really dark and unique setting. And uh, like with, we managed to get a half a game done with the Invicta stream guys uh, several months ago. And uh, now that the game itself is about to be completed, there's a lot of uh, artwork has, has been done. They're now doing final proofing, that sort of thing. And it's hit due to hit, I think, RPGnow.com or DriveThruRPG uh, around about the end of September. So, uh, yeah, not that long. Yeah. Yeah, so two weeks, good preview. Yeah, yeah, it'll be brilliant. And I'm definitely uh, uh, looking at getting a magic uh, podcast out soon. I mean, Conspiracy just dropped this weekend, and that's yeah. going crazy at the moment. Um, so we'll try and hopefully I can get the, the word, I can get in contact with the mage for a bit of word about Kaladesh that's coming up as yeah. well. So We yeah. should uh, we should look, uh, I guess one thing we should cover as well, one of the things that they've announced uh, for the next magic set is a big change to the starter decks. They're starting to come with exclusive Planeswalker cards. Oh, okay. Um, which look pretty exciting. Starter so decks I'll be the really curious packs. to see what Aaron has to say. As in the an- intro packs? Yeah. Okay. So they, well, they've replaced intro packs... They've changed their name, and now they're Planeswalker packs or something. Oh, okay. And there's going to be Planeswalkers that you can get in those and nothing else. That's it. Those and nowhere else. That's it. I sense trouble in the collecting world there. 
for myself. <laughs> <laughs> a, re- a reason for everyone to buy starter packs, right? I haven't been That's into it. a set for a while, so I'm looking for that hook that gets me in like, uh, like Theros did. So, you know, maybe Kaladesh will be it. No, I've got some hooks. We're doing. We'll, we'll be running some drafts at the, at the local at the store. We'll get in on that. Fair enough. All right, then. Let's uh, wrap this up. I'd like to thank, uh, well, first of all, Vlada for making such an yeah, awesome game. Beautiful game, Vlada. And, hope, and we look for, forward to speaking with you soon as well. Yeah, I did, uh, I did actually listen to a few interviews with him, and uh, I get the feeling it's going to be an interesting-sounding interview. Uh, you know, the, he being Czech and all. Apparently, he's a very funny guy. I've heard um, that. He comes with the gags preloaded. <laughs> <laughs> well, you look at all his manuals, and uh, he's oh, he's got a lot of humour in there. So, um, I'd also like to thank Jamie for taking the time. It's a we got a little bit of a later start tonight, so it's uh, what is it past the witching hour for you over there? Oh yeah, it's about. 12.30, that's all right. And our first official Skype drop and recovery that's on it. air. Yeah, live. I think we covered that Live well. on Nobody tape. Nobody will even know. Yeah. Well, what, are you, what are you telling them for, David? No one would have noticed. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, <laughs> I, I'd really like to thank uh, Don Adams and the Zucker brothers for just yes. making Spies entertaining throughout my lifetime. Yeah, I think that's... Uh, and Val Brooks. Come on. Don't yeah. Oh, him. yeah. Well, absolutely. And David, I'd like to thank you for... Uh, <laughs> That's going to go terribly over the top of our music. Or, let's be positive, beautifully. It's just going (laughs) to harmoniously sink in there. David, I'd just like to thank you. Oh, man. Well, let's go play some Baker Street. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Good night, night, everyone. Good night.